Look and Talk new episode starts now. Welcome one, welcome everybody to another edition of the Look and Talk podcast. This is another episode in the month of October. It's your pod plus Victor, and I got another brand new episode for you. So go ahead and get that liquor poured up because remember, the more you drink, the better we sound. Joining me today, podcasting out of the Tri-Cities area. He is known as Mr. Ringold, and he is the host of the We Need to Talk podcast. Let's talk to the man. Welcome to Look and Talk. How you doing today, man? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Can't can't wait to hear what we're gonna get into. Yes, we're going to get into a lot of things, you know what I'm saying? Because a lot of young fellas out here, they, they need some wisdom, man. We're going to give it to them. But without further ado, man, I heard you recover from COVID first and foremost. I'm happy you recovered, man. That shit thank is you, nothing to play with, man. Not Nothing at all. Um, you know, I, I was telling people I was kind of, I, I was vaccinated or I am vaccinated. And I was still kind of down on the vaccine. But after going through it, I'm glad I got the shot. <laughs> Yeah. So did you did you catch it before you got the shot or after you got the shot? After actually is within the last two weeks. I actually I got my shots, uh, my second, my second and last shot in April. And then I had COVID uh, two weeks ago and I just still still going through the motions of getting my energy level back. Right. But, you know, I the, the, the pain I didn't have the full effect, like I guess most people. I had the body aches, the congestion, and just feeling cold, no fever or anything like that. But the body aches, I mean, you know, for 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 the, I guess, people of, of my age or your age, felt like I cut, caught a good body shot from Mike Tyson. That's how my body felt. Man, I felt that because I felt literally the same thing. I just felt it, like, back in January, I had it, and I didn't even get vaccinated. Um. I, I had body aches, all that. I had no appetite, no nothing. I had to force myself to get out of the house just to go turn my car on, you know what I'm saying? Because, yeah. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you have to force yourself to do things. You, you barely want to eat. It's like, I wouldn't, yeah. like I said on an episode that um I did when I came back, I said I wouldn't wish it on anybody. It's just because it, it's that serious. Yeah, when when you hear about it, you're like, oh, okay. You know, you're not downplaying it when you hear the pains and stuff that people went through. But when you actually go through it yourself, it's just like, oh, shit. They, you know, they weren't joking. It's, you know, I, I was just like, I don't see how people do this. You know, I'm like, I don't, at this point now, I feel like I'm a little gun shy about going places because now I'm like, I don't want to be around too many people because that, that feeling of being in the house and, you know, I told my wife, I said, it, it sucks to feel lonely and you're in the house with three other people. But I'm, I, you know, when you, I'm isolated to the basement, <laughs> everybody else is upstairs and I couldn't move around freely in my own house. I get it, you know, to keep everybody safe. But after, I want to say day four, day five, I was just over it. I was just like, I, I'm ready to get the hell out the house, but I couldn't do anything. Oh, man, it's like, like my second week, like, like, I, I, I could feel it getting out of your body because you feel your energy coming back and stuff. I was like rearing ready to go. And my mm -hmm. job was like, hold on, you got to go get tested again. And then it's yeah. like it hadn't been the full two weeks. I'm like, seriously, I'm sitting here telling y'all, I know I'm at day 10, but goddamn, I'm tired of being in this damn house. You can only watch <laughs> so much stuff on Netflix. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I, I was over it. You know, my job was like, oh, you know, you ready to come back? And I'm like, yeah, I am. I'm ready to get the hell out of this house. But I got to go get tested. And my doctor was like, well, if you test before your 10 days is up, 
you could test positive again. Then you got to quarantine for another 10. I was like, oh, hell no. I'm, I waited out. That 10-day quarantine is nothing to play with. I actually did a 14-day, and it's like, and all, now I'm also, what I learned is I had to be weary of people coming from other places because the person mm. I caught it from caught it from somebody that was coming out of the state to visit them. I'm like, are you serious? Yeah, so I, you I go around this person, they had a cough, you know they had a cough, and you still came around me. I'm like, seriously? <laughs> yeah, I caught it. I caught it at work, which was which was crazy to me because I was like, I could laugh about it now. But I told my wife this summer I, we traveled. You know, we went to DR, went to Atlanta, went to Miami. No issues. I go back to work, then I get sick. <laughs> Just like out Man. of all the shit. I don't know. I guess your body may need time to get back to your natural habitat. I guess maybe because. I remember the last time I traveled, I took some time off before I went back. I didn't go right back to work as soon as mm. I got done traveling. It was like I, I took a day or two. So, but luckily, um, when I was when I was quarantined, I didn't get the person I was living with at the time sick. So we were yeah. good on that. Uh, yeah, that's definitely a good thing. But like I said, I will, like I said, we done both survived COVID. And I'm happy we both survived it because a lot of people they actually dying out here dying from it. And I could believe it because it's like when you have it, you don't really want to do nothing. It's just you just you lose all of your energy. I'm like, God damn, you were not lying when you said it's like a Mike Tyson punch. It's like yeah. felt like two of those punches. Yeah, because I know that um, the doctor I spoke to the doctor and, they, you know, I was telling him about the energy. I told him, I said, I feel like shit. You know, I was like, I want to, you know, I'm, I'm not I don't sleep a lot, which is, you know, which COVID helped me do. But then, you know, I'm one of those people, I'm up all night. I'm normally, even before COVID, I'm up till about 1, 1.30. And I I'm the same way. Five. And I got to get up at 5, and it's just like, but now, you know, I run out of energy, like, midday, and it's just like, all right, now I need a, a Mountain Dew or something to kick me, to give me that energy to make it to the end of the day. And it's just like, you know, doctor said it could take me possibly three months just to get my energy level back to where where. It was pr uh, prior to COVID. No, I felt that. I definitely felt that because when I was, um, when I had recovered and I was working at a job where I had to walk around, I'm like, God damn, I feel so tired. I feel so energetic. So I mm -hmm. had to start drinking those little, like those body armor juices. Like the, <laughs> I started trusting those over Gatorade because Gatorade had way too much sugar. So I just started drinking those and yeah. those started getting me right. But every once in a while I had to slip in a monster or a bang or energy drink. So I totally feel that. Yeah. Definitely. But now that both of us have recovered, let's talk to you. Let's get to your podcast. We need to talk. Tell the people a little bit about your platform. All right, so see, and I got to let you know, too, because everybody does it. So the show is We Need to Talk 23. Now, the story behind the 23, first off, is 23 is the, just, uh, my birthday is January 23rd. So the 23 is just to separate, you know, we need to talk from all of the other ones because in the beginning, the podcast was just we need to talk i would tell people go check it out and it was like a hundred we need to talk so the oh. 23 is what separated me from everybody else a lot of people say oh we thought you just put that on there as part of you know your email address or something but no but it's um we need to talk 23 and it's the you know my podcast or my platform is just having those uncomfortable conversations that many people want to have but are afraid to have in public and you know, and it's more, and it's not just to to buck the system or to to 
to talk about anything shocking. It's just to make, you know, have those normalized conversations. And, you know, only thing I could honestly say I don't really touch on too much is politics. Other than that, everything else is fair game. I don't really do any type of politics because it that can go left really quick. Oh, can it will. It can and it will, which is why I stay clear of politics over here. So I totally feel you on that. And also, an interesting fact, my mother's birthday is on January 23rd as well. So that's how I'm like, wow. I'm like, so you got that coming with mama over here. You know what I'm saying? Her birthday is on January 23rd as well. And during the time of COVID, I just have to crash with her. That's when I called it. And unfortunately, she really couldn't do what she wanted to do because her son had COVID. So shout out to mama. I still did something nice for her, you know what I'm saying, afterwards, you know. So mm-hmm. what made you start this platform? Um, actually, it was uh, the George Floyd murder. Um, initially, it wasn't supposed to be a, a, so it wasn't supposed to be a podcast. It was just a, a Zoom meeting I was doing with family and friends just to check up on everybody's mental and also my mental because I'm not an anxious person person at all. And after watching the video, you know, it just made me feel some type of way um, because I have three sons and it was just, you know, thinking about you can teach your kids everything in the world, how to, you know, to, to respect authority, you know, police and all this other stuff, and they could still end up dead. So in my head, you know, I felt like, you know, uh, I felt like I was failing my sons because I always told them I would always protect them. But knowing that once they leave my site, my wife's site, you know, everything we taught them could go out the window if they run into the wrong person, the wrong cop and stuff. So I started the platform just to, to talk and, and get it out the way. Well, not get it out the way, just to get it out of my system. Because if I sat back and just let those thoughts run through my head, I would have drove myself crazy. I understand. I understand. It's like, that, that George Floyd, what happened with George Floyd just it messed all of us up, you know what I'm saying? Even before then, it's like, even going yeah, way back to Trayvon Martin, because I like so I live down here in Florida, and it's like a city um that's not, it's probably like two hours, like an hour and a half about where I'm from. It's like, they really just let this man off the hook for killing this young guy. So I'm like, and, and in my head, when I was younger, I'm like, damn, that could have been me. And it's just sometimes... You have those parent, you have those thoughts, but you you try to not let it get to you, try to like not let it get to you. So that's why that's why we start our platform. So I totally feel that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and and it's crazy because, you know, like you said, the Trayvon Martins and all of the other incidents before George Floyd. And it's just like and we know why, but you know, that one just hit so different. Like we've seen other you know young black young black and um latino men being killed on camera and stuff like that but the george floyd one just hit so hard and different you know i guess because you know the nine minute video and just watching everything play and it's on a loop over and over on all different news platforms and social media and it was just like all right you know enough of this shit. at that point i was just i'm done with tv i didn't want to turn the tv on i didn't want to see it on social media it it was just too much but you know it's you know it sucks to say but something good came out of it which was me starting this you know the podcast and everything so yeah yeah that's that's the good silver line of it but i totally feel you i just got tired of watching because they kept replaying it over and over again and then the people want to some people will out here like 
like they're just like, oh my goodness, he was doing this. Like one time, I this is how I know that I can't talk politics and I can't talk this kind of stuff with certain types of people at jobs because I mm. mentioned this to one coworker, and this one coworker was like, George Floyd was a bad person. He was stealing from them. I'm like, stealing? Where's your proof at? And, and even if he was doing something, I've seen other races of people do worse things and still be brought to court alive, meaning they're yeah. going to have their day before a jury alive. Yeah. That, that don't justify killing a black man. Not having yeah. your knee on his back for eight minutes and 46 seconds, and then having the media just blasted and blasted. And then on top of that, then the verdict came back. Yeah, we got the guilty verdict, but 22, 22 and a half years, that's it? Yeah, it's... It, it's crazy, but I'm like you. That's why I, that's why I totally avoid politics too, because it's just like I'm cool with everybody having their reasoning for, you know, going Republican, Democrat, Independent, whatever. But it's just like, like you said, people take that so to heart, and they want to shit on everybody else, no matter what. And for me, like you said, with the whole George Floyd thing, he was stealing. Okay. So even if he was, let's say if the, the whole thing about the bounce check or whatever it was, if it were true, so you're going to kill a man over $20? Yeah, that's why that's everybody the same thing do. I was thinking. Like, seriously, over $20. But back in the days, you know, there were black men that went to jail over $50. And, they, and I saw a story where one man had just got released. I'm like, about damn, y'all done took this man a whole life over $50. Whole life, yeah. The the the, the older black gentleman in the four was it like the forties or fifties something? He's yeah, eighties or something. Yeah, I know what story you're talking about. And I'm like, I'm happy that it, now I'm starting to see that a lot of people are now just starting to get their due. You know what I'm saying? To mm -hmm. now finally get all of this stuff. I'm just like, it took y'all long enough. We damn near in the 2022. What took y'all so long? Yeah. And, and you know they're they're starting to get it, but I don't think they're fully grasping it or want to grasp it. So yeah, we we hopefully they get better as we move forward. Yeah, I'm hoping they get better. And also, one thing I'm hoping is we start getting more coverage of when our black people go missing. Like, did you hear the story about Jelani Day? How they yeah. recovered his body and his organs are missing. I'm like, you know what? Did y'all are these people out here just kidnapping our black people and harvesting their organs? They, it, it, it's so funny that, that, that you say that because in my head, I was like, you know, I always think they, for those that hate us, whether it's, you know, us, other races and things like that, it was like, they, they hate us so much, but yet and still you want our, you know, you want the organs, you want this, you want that, you want to look like us, you know, dress like us, however you, whatever lane you want to, you know, jump into. But yet and still, you know, you claim to hate us so much. But, you know, because the thing is, if you hate us so much, why kill him and steal his organs? You know, because no matter what now, a black man will be a part of you for the rest of your life. Exactly. And I remember a long time ago, I had this coworker tell me, be careful of like putting like organ donor on your driver's license because they're like, Somebody, they he said for that reason too, people might come up and kill you. I'm like, because the same thing happened happened to Kendrick Johnson back in mm. Georgia, but they never got justice for him. So it's just, it's amazing that you say that because you, because it it really is. They really they hate us so much, but they want to be like us. 
Why is it every time I see a viral video by a black person on TikTok or something, a few days later, here comes somebody else trying to copy it? Now I see why the black TikTok creators just set out for a while because you have so many people trying to create it. It's crazy. I even yeah. saw a video of a teacher, the teacher, um, a brother who was always, he had a unique handshake for all of his students. Mm-hmm. Tell me why a couple of days later I see somebody of another race doing it. I'm like, seriously? And, and that's the thing is, you know, and, and it's cool if, you know, if you if you want to pay homage to that person or whatever the case is, but don't make it seem like, oh, you know, oh, I was the first one to do this or, or anything like that. Just, just be honest with yourself and you know, say, you know, oh, I saw so-and-so, Mr. Mr. Johnson or whatever, do this on YouTube or Facebook or whatever the case is. And I thought it was something cool to do with my kids. Instead of just, you know, making it seem like it's your own. It's a handshake, so it's really nobody's. But, you know, give credit where the credit is due to the person that that, that sparked that interest in your head to do the same thing. Please do. Please give credit where credit is due. That's what us all we're asking for. It's like, that ain't much. Just give credit where credit is due. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Liquor Talk. The more you drink, the better we sound. So go ahead and pull up that round of liquor if you haven't done so already. I see you had the ladies from the Ladies Lair podcast. Shout out to Simone and Christy. They, they know they bring the heat to whatever podcast they own. I had them on multiple occasions on Look and Talk. Man, that trigger warning episode, that was a good one y'all did. Now, I was feeling it the other day. It's appreciate like, it. appreciate and it. they were preaching. And I'm like, you know what? Now shifting to relationships, it's like, God damn, some good sex will really keep these women all around. Because I know you see it on social media. Everybody mm-hmm. posting their red flags. I'm like, y'all got 50 million red flags. But yeah, and still, y'all still with that same motherfucker that y'all got all these red flags about. It, it, it's something, and, and that's what made me bring the topic up with them was just like, what you know, what what is it that that keeps you there? Um, because even Simone said, yes, it's toxic. Excuse me, but I think she said it's fun or it's some some along those lines. And it's just like it 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 could be, but I'm just like. Is it is it worth it in the end for you know your your mental health and everybody's you know reasoning is different, but you know yeah. the, the, those toxic relationships they they love it. It's just like I said, it, everything that we're told to stay away from is all the shit that you want to run to. Yeah, and that that is that is really it is it's, what ain't good for us is what always it is, and also mm-hmm. it keeps the, the good people, the people that were raised right with heads on their has a good head that keeps them single and and they have them wondering like why are you single what's wrong with you well guess what y'all women want toxic niggas i'm just <laughs> you you just you know you're not a toxic nigga you just uh, come home work work bust your ass at work host the podcast you know what i'm saying and also again it's had nothing y'all covered which was going back to politics for a second the abortion mm-hmm. bill i really feel like these men and these older people need to stop making these damn laws because in reality, the reason I heard somebody say that they put all these laws in place is because by 2040, their race is going to be the minority. But the, but the stupid thing is, is for all of the, you know, for all of the women and the most shocking thing is the, the women that are backing that bill, you know, it, it applies to them too. That That's the crazy thing. They it, don't it, realize it, that. It, and yeah, they're making it seem like, oh, it doesn't apply to us. It only applies to to the others. 
You know what I mean? And it's just like, no, it, it applies to all women. Yes, you, you know, they, a lot of times they, those that are voting for that bill, they have more money so they can go to other states, fly to other countries, do do whatever they need to do to 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 have that abortion and stuff. But, you know, they, they look at it and say, oh, you know, well, we're going to stop this. We're going to stop that. It, it, it doesn't matter. You can stop it in one state. It's not going to translate in all the, in all of these other states. And only other state it may happen in, maybe maybe Texas. I mean, not, I'm sorry, not Texas. Maybe Miami or Florida, and maybe even. I think Alabama. I think. <laughs> I don't know. I think Alabama got a similar law to Texas, but it's like you said it best because people are just gonna find a way around it. You know what I'm saying? People gonna you'll start seeing trips to Dominican Republic and held mm. up. They might ask that they might just cross the border and go to Mexico. You never know. Why not? That I, you know, I had the baby now, and I'm gonna bring it back. What, what are you gonna do with it? Mm -hmm. but, and the crazy thing too that I think a lot of people are missing when it when it comes to that is, you know, for all of the the creeds and mantras that this country has, land of the free, home of the brave, you know, they're slowly giving away their their freedoms and everything. And I'm like, if they pay attention to it, it's slowly transitioning to to the ways of you know, I, I believe it's North Korea. You know, yeah, where, dictatorship. Yeah, yeah where, they, where, they, where they they tell you what you can do with your body, with your children, and all this other stuff. But everybody, oh, it's a great thing, blah blah blah. God said this, God said that, and I'm like, so you're taking on the God complex, and you and you're switching over to a dictatorship. And how is that benefiting anybody in the end? Because, like I said, when it's your turn and the shit turns on you, then you're gonna be like, oh. You know why isn't anybody backing me? You back this this fucked up ass bill from the jump. Mm -hmm. You know instead of like I said slowing the fuck down instead of trying to be oh you know I'm a Republican I'm a Democrat Independent whatever party you fall into you're voting for the party you're not voting common sense. And you know what? And that's why I realize that's what's wrong with a lot of voters, and that's why a lot of states are still fucked up because they will stay they will stay loyal to that that brand that's don't give, really give a damn about them. And mm -hmm. the one that seems like you can make the most sense to make changes, that, that's actually talking shit, talking about changes, them the ones that are actually, they they you decide not to vote them down because it's like, that's why a lot of areas in America, it's like the, um, the urban areas are holding it down. They trying to get the most logical person in office, but it's yeah. in rural areas. They just don't give a damn. But but even when it comes to comes to that, like I, you know, the urban areas, a lot of times, I feel that you know, the a, a lot of our people. I'm not gonna say all of our people, but a lot of a lot of our people when they vote, they vote just cause. You know, you think about when Obama got in office, you think about Kamala Harris. You know, when he voted, oh, so and so is black, so and so is white, whatever. I'm going to just go vote for them. And a lot of times, like I said, I've learned over the years, especially starting with Obama, and I'm not knocking <laughs> knocking our people, but that's what taught me was just like, okay, I have to vote my interests, not so much who looks like me or who sounds like me, who talks like me. And that's real. I, I, I have to vote what's going what's going to benefit me my and my family in the long run. And that's what a lot of people don't understand. They're, they're voting... You know, oh, it's a black person run. I'm gonna go vote for that person. 
Look at what happened in uh, California. I can't remember the dude name that tried to get a to, that tried to get the recount. Damn, uh, shit, I can't remember his name. The black guy that you know that was talking about slavery and talking to Candace Owens, and it was just some ridiculous shit. You know that that he was saying about slavery and how, um, you know, we're asking for reparations, but he said, "What about reparations for the uh, for the for the slave for the masters for the most part or the slave owners?" Yeah, you go yeah. listen to that dumb shit. And he's talking about they deserve reparation because their property was taken. And this is coming from a black man. Yes, that that's true. You hit the nail on the point that it's like not all skin. That's why they say I remember I heard this saying college, not all skin folk are um not all color folk are skin or are for us, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. we gotta, you know what I'm saying? We definitely gotta pay attention to our interests, pay attention to what these people are talking about and learn how to read in between the lines. You gotta learn to not look at the headline, but look at what they're saying in the headline because so many times people learn to flip out over some stupid shit, but sometimes they're saying some real shit, but then sometimes they are definitely saying some dumb shit and you definitely got to do your research. Yeah, definitely. definitely. We don't want to end up, like I said, with, I think his name is Larry Elders, if I'm not mistaken. We don't want to end up with somebody like him in the White House and then we stuck with him for four years and then you're kicking yourself in the ass talking about, oh, well, I voted for him, excuse me, because he was black. You know, I mean, we, 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 and I'm just, you know, for people that, that look like you and me or think like you, we, we just got to do better when it comes to the polling and everything. And I know we said we weren't going to talk politics, so I'll, I'll, I'll stop here, but I'll say this, you know, do your shit at the, at your local level. Stop waiting every four years for, for the presidency because the local level shit is the shit that we really need to get in tune with and stop thinking that, you know, when all of these celebrities, Diddy, Jay-Z, whoever, come out and say, oh, you know, rock the vote, all this bullshit. No, we need to start at the local level with our mm -hmm. government and then work up because the local level is so much more important if, you know, if everyone does their research and understands what the hell happens at the local level. That's real because they don't realize that those, although when the celebrities come out, it's just propaganda. They done paid them, they done cut them celebrities a check, and mm -hmm. they are going out here and um, boosting their message, you know what I'm saying? Because they know some people are going to listen to celebrities, but you get to know the hell, you definitely got to look at your local leaders and stuff and local people and stuff. Because I remember I had to turn down a local somebody, a local politician who wanted to be on the podcast because I'm like, Bro, you don't you don't sound nothing like you're gonna benefit people that look like me or nothing like that or the community. So I, I really I, I had to do my research. I'm like, nah, no sir. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, like I said, if you're talking about the, at the president level, you know, the you know we have four years to do our research. Mm -hmm. By next, let's say starting next year, 2022, all of the you know the election shit is gonna start again. Start doing your research then. You know, it's not yes. about it's not about who who says the coolest shit during the election, because at the end of the day, no matter who you vote for, who you pick, whatever the case is, they're pol they're politicians at the end of the day. They're all full of shit. <laughs> That's some, you know, That's it, it doesn't matter who it is. They're all full of shit. That's real. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Liquor Talk. The more you drink, the better we sound. Listen, and we we drop some dimes here, y'all. So talk to me about the episode. We're gonna shift away from politics. Talk to me about the episode you did with your wife, man. How now? What made you decide to bring your wife onto the podcast? Well, 
I did that because um, during the summer, actually, um, I went to when I went to Atlanta, I actually got to meet up with um, with Dell from uh, Man Cave and uh, and Simone from Ladies Lair. And, you know, and I, and I was telling people and I told them when I met them, I was like, so everything you hear me say in the way I act on the podcast is the same way that I am in person. I said, so it's not like I'm talking shit. <laughs> You know, because my wife is around or isn't around. So I told my wife I wanted her to come on just so people can get her actual feel and see how the, how the fuck we are for the most part. And like I said, when, you wear, when you're around us, that's the vibe that we give. And, you know, and I wanted people to understand. And I did it to let people know that I fucked up, you know, a lot and still and have been able to make it to 10 years in our marriage. And I and I said it on plenty of occasions and plenty of podcasts. Like I said, first five years for the most part of our of our marriage was was me fucking up. Uh, like I said during that episode, and she wasn't looking at the front door, but I kept pointing to it, showing her that the front door was there for her to walk out of by all the bullshit that I was doing. That's real, and I really respect you for owning up to it and owning up to the fact that you were fucking up and you weren't being a mentor because a lot of brothers and a lot of sisters, we just do not like accountability. We do not take accountability for ourselves. So what do you think was the thing that kept her around, that kept her from leaving you, even though you were showing her the door at all times in them five years? Honestly, it, it was it was her. It wasn't, I don't, I can't say, you know, oh, it was money, it was this, it was that. No, it, it was her wanting to stick around because, like I said, I was, I was pointing to the front door. I was unlocking the front door. I opened the fucking front door for her to walk out. And she just said, you know what? No, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to stick it out. And, you know, I know you, I know you can do better. I know you can be better. And it was just like, yeah, okay, okay. And, and, and I said, you know, for me, it wasn't so much of that I needed to, to go out there, you know, run, rip and run in the streets or anything like that. It was just me trying to tell myself that I still had it. And then only the easiest way for me to explain it was the episode of Martin right after they got married. And when he went out and he took his ring off and lost his ring because he wanted to see if he could still pull a, pull the ladies, you know, without the ring. And that's what, and that's how I felt. It was just like I, I wanted to see if I still had it. And for me, it was just like, okay, cool, I still got it. But you know, like I said, she decided to stay around because she, you know, she's a good woman. Because I don't know too many other women that would have stayed around after you know after all the bullshit. But she stayed around, and like I said, just because she wanted to stay around, it wasn't so much anything over the top that I was doing. Until, you know, like I said, I hit that wall around that five year mark. And, you know, I said, I'm, I'm going to fuck around and lose this good woman being stupid. So what's what kind of wall are we talking about? Like, what wall did you hit that just make that was like the wake up call for you that I need to turn this around or I'm going to lose this woman? It was just, you know, I'm ripping and running. Because for most guys, if they want to be honest and like I said, I can speak to the guys and some women you know, that, 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 that fuck up too. Cause they fuck up too, even though it's mainly, they say it's mainly us, but for me, it was just, you know, like I, when I was single, I, I put it like this, when I was single, it was like, okay, you hopping from bed to bed, whatever, but then you going home at the end of the night and you by yourself 
And that's what it was. It was just like, okay, how many arguments am, am I going to start? And how many fucking times am I going to sleep on the couch or sleep in the other room? <laughs> Knowing that I got my wife right there. But because of all of the stupid shit that I was doing, it's just like, all right, I'm tired of sleeping on this couch. I'm tired of the, the arguments. And I can't be mad at her for being mad at me when I'm the one that's causing her to be mad or causing her to feel the way that she feels. And, you know, we got into a dis you know, argument, disagreement, whatever you want to call it. And it was just like, and she, and she hit me with some real shit. And it was just like, fuck, I'm really about to, about to lose this woman because any man that wants to be honest with himself, when that woman starts to disconnect, that's when we notice, you know what I mean? And I felt it coming, but I'm, Thank God it didn't get to the point of where it was just like, I'm gone. You know, where she where she started, you know what, you doing this, I'm a rip and run the streets too. But I started to feel like a disconnect. I would come home, conversations getting shorter and shorter. You know, less hugs, less kisses, all that type shit. And it's just like, whoa, what the fuck is going on? So, you know, once I, once I hit that wall is when I know I had to stop and I had to change the bullshit I was doing. That's real. So what made you this? Why do you think some men do just keep doing the bullshit? Because I've heard from other men that say they still married, but they still out here ripping and running. And they heard that they woman ripping and running, too. Like, what do you think when you hear those stories about people still doing their bullshit, but they still married at the end of the day? They just, I mean, the, the sad, I would say for me, the sad part about that is a lot of times it's, a, a lot of times people stay because they, they don't have anywhere else to go. You know what I mean? It, it's a, it, it's beneficial for the both of them. They can split up, but when they split up, where, where the hell are they going to go? Somebody's going back to their mother house. Somebody going to be couch surfing. You know what I mean? So it's, a lot of times it's just because it's beneficial for the both of them. All right, we could stay together. They put on a front. They want to look like the power couple and all, all of this bullshit. So it's a lot of, it's a lot of faking and bullshit and going on, but I'm just, you know, for me it's when you, I don't know, you get tired of rip. I'm, I don't know when they get tired of it, but at some point, like I said, you get tired of this shit because you, you run in the streets, you call up, let's say you call up some chick, you call up some dude, whatever the case is. And that woman or that guy can't go out that night. So the woman that you living with your wife, whatever, is your second or third option. So by the time you get to that, you really don't want to hang out with her. You don't really want to spend time with her. It's just that you don't want to be in the house. So you like, all right, well, she here, so I'm going to go out with her. And that, and that's the thing. It's just like, I don't know. The, the shit gets old after a while. You don't want to be in your 40s and 50s. You still in the clubs chasing these chasing these young girls and, and all of this dumb shit. I mean, that, that the shit got old quick. Yes, me, shit boy. gets old quick. It's like to my men out there in the 40s and 50s that are in the clubs, them women only looking at you for one thing. They're looking at you for money. They're not, not looking at you for a long-term relationship. They're looking at you for money. Come on, man. So if you have somebody good, you better hold on to them. So why do you think people they just that they don't get it? Like, why why would people just rather put up a front, stand in front instead of just being real with themselves and knowing they're not happy, just taking time to heal and just taking the steps to get their own place or do whatever they need to do so that way they can be happy. 
I think a lot of times they're, they're afraid to admit that they were wrong. They're, they're afraid to admit that they were wrong, that yet this is the right woman. They can't, they can't be real with themselves. And they, and they damn sure don't want to come back and crawl to that woman and say, you know, yeah, I fucked up. It's pride I'm on both sides. You know, they, they'd have to get past the pride. Pride fucks up a lot of shit. And especially in a relationship, Ooh, yes, like it does. if you're with that woman, you're with that man, whatever, you got to look at it and go, okay, she'll respect you. It's not like I'm not a big social media person, but if she truly respects you, y'all truly together like that. If you come to her and say, you know what? I fucked up, you know, something you got to beg for forgiveness. If you really want her, you got to beg for forgiveness. All these dudes out here lying and shit. I ain't never begged this, this, and that. Uh, okay. You're not begging now. You're going to beg at some point. Because, like I said, it, you know, put, you got to put the pride to the side. I don't want, like I said, I know what my wife, you know, and I'm not talking sexually or anything, but I know what my wife provides and does for me. So if men want to be real about it, or even the women, you sit back and you think about what this, you know, what this woman or this man does for you. And you sit back and think about them doing that for somebody else. That shit fucks with you. Yes, it does. And also, and you know what else fucks with you? I'll admit this sometimes. You, it fucks up with you where you knew the moment you lost them, but you did nothing about it. You know what I'm saying? You just let them go, be angry. You know what I'm saying? Because letting them go and being angry, letting them leave your presence angry, I learned, that will open the door for the next nigga to write it right up there. Because you don't know who in them DMs, fellas, you don't know who's in them DMs. You don't know who's texting them. You don't know who they got in the friend zone, who ready for their chance. And you don't know if that ex is just going to randomly pop up. So it's like, and your point proved another thing that J. Cole said in a song, he said, pride is the devil. And pride is definitely, definitely the devil. Most definitely. And, you know, that's what I said. I, I had to learn that. I had to put my pride to the side. And like I said, I had to, had to get my Keith sweat on and, you know, beg the wife and, you know, apologize, grovel, do what I had to do. Because, like I said, men, men, women, sit back and think about this shit. All the shit that this person does for you, you passing it off to the next person. You yeah. put in all these years of work and you just going to pass it off to the next person. That, that's the dumbest shit in the world. That really, that really is the dumbest shit in the world. All the years y'all spent together... And you just gonna pass it off because you just won't let your pride get you're letting your pride get in the way, acting like you just don't beg, beg, act like you don't need them. I'm this, I'm that. Okay, you you this, you that. There are, the, better believe there are some men out here that would rather be in your position. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And some people don't realize that. Now, however, what do you say about people who apologize and do all the begging? But yet they don't they don't apply the changes. They, that that's because they're not ready. They're not ready for those changes. It, it it sounds good, and a lot of time for the men that you know for the people that do that that do all the begging and shit. They're doing it because either the the, the person is asking, or it's a friend, a cousin, somebody in that per in the in the in the person that's fucking up ear telling them you about to lose a good one. They don't understand that it's a good one, but it's somebody telling them that they about that they doing it. And like I said, they're only doing it because they were asked. They're not doing it from from a genuine place. They're doing it because that person, the, the partner is asking them, hey, look, 
you know, I'm about to I'm about to walk out the door. Because like I said, a lot of times other people see it when you don't want to make that change. Other people see it before you do. So when they put mm -hmm. that bug in your ear, like, hey, look, you know, she spoke to so-and-so, you know, she she was talking to my sister, so-and-so, whatever. And, and that's the thing. They, they, I don't know. They, they just don't, they don't, they don't want to change and they, and they won't change until that person is gone. Yeah. And also, do you think also, it, another thing I think might be, I think they have the wrong people in their ears, you know, to say, because they'll have that single friend that's like, oh, hyping them up and hyping them up and stuff. But I'm like, but question though, where's your girl? You know what I'm saying? Because it's not, and I will say it's not all single people because I know some single people that I got a lot of really good relationship advice from when they were single and I was kind of talking to somebody. I got a lot of good relationship advice from them. But there are some single people with the mindset of mi the misery loves company mindset. That's yeah. how they, they won't say it, but they're like, oh, I got my boy back and stuff. No, you really got to watch who you hang around, watch who you talk to, because the ones that will get on your ass about losing your woman, woman or man, they're the real ones. Mm -hmm. So do you really feel like people have the wrong people in their ear? Yeah, I was actually having this conversation at work today. Uh, and the problem is, is that we're too, sometimes we're too loyal to the wrong people. We have to understand that that you outgrow relationships, friendships, you know, sometimes even marriages and shit. But you 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 outgrow certain relationships when you get married. You know, a lot of people think, oh, I'm gonna keep it real. This been my dog since middle school, high school, whatever the case is. Oh, this been my girl all my life. No, when you get married, shit changes. You can't you cannot continue to do the same shit that you were doing when you were single when you get married you know like i said people got to understand find that find that balance yes there's times when you know your girl want to go out with the girls let her go out with the girls shit i need my me time she needs her her time there's nothing wrong with that but you know like i said if y'all got that trust y'all got that understanding you gonna, you know you let her you know not let her but she goes out you go out whatever the case is just to just to keep that balance because like i said you try that bullshit of hanging around each other 24 7 365 you're gonna drive each other fucking crazy that's that's why you proved a point i heard it's true that during that during quarantine that a lot of domestic violence was happening and a lot of couples were breaking up after quarantine because now I'm stuck in the house with this motherfucker and I can now I gotta get to know him and I don't know him. <laughs> yeah, that so you gotta give people space. And I feel like some people don't understand that. Yeah, they, they think, oh, we're married, that's my boyfriend, that's my girlfriend. We gotta no, you gotta be there for each other, but that does not mean you have to spend and be every every waking moment with each other. No, give each other that space, give each other that time to miss each other. You know what I mean? It, because people want to, oh, I do everything with my girl. I do everything. Yeah, that shit's not going to pan out well. For some people, it does. I'm not going to say all. But, you know, a lot of times that shit doesn't work. If, like, I, I'll be honest, when the pandemic started, I looked at my wife and I was just like, oh, shit. What are we going to do? I said, because we're around you, we're going to be around each other all the time because we work in the same field. And it's just like, shit, we both working from home. <laughs> we home all the time. There's nowhere to go. 
And I know me, I can be a pain in the ass sometimes. <laughs> so it's just like, I'm going to get on her nerves. But lucky for me, honestly, the pandemic worked out in our favor. It brought us closer. You know what I mean? I thought I thought I was going to get on her fucking nerves because we, we, we're always around each other. But then we also give each other that space. Like if she's, you know, my wife says, oh, oh, you know, I'm going out with my sisters, whatever the case is. All right, cool. I'll see you when you get back. I'm going to take that me, my me time to do whatever the hell I want to do. If I want to sit in the house and just play video games, I want to sit in the house and just listen to music, that's what I'm going to do. But we got that time away from each other. So like you said, you know, the pandemic was good for some, but it was horrible for others. Yes, yes. I'm happy to hear that it was good for you, you know what I'm saying? Because you're the rare success story, unlike some people where they just, if a pandemic can cause you to look at the person and you don't know this person, what the hell is going on in your relationship? Are y'all not communicating? Did your interests change? What the hell? No, a lot, a lot of times, the only times that they communicate, sadly, well, well for some is good, some others is bad, is during, is when they're having sex. Because a lot of times, for the most part, when you live with, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, marriage, whatever the case is, it's two chips, it's two chips passing each other in the night. I see, you know, I see you when I'm going to work. Because at one point, in, in when we first got married, I used to work an overnight shift and my, work, and my wife worked the day shift. So when I'm coming home six o'clock in the morning, my wife is getting ready to go out the door to go to work. So that's really when we saw each other was in passing. Then on our days off. It's just relaxed time. You know, I want to catch up on sleep because I'm working overnight and she's working days. So, you know, like I said, during the pandemic, the two ships in the night had no fucking where to go. You didn't have no choice but to get to know each other. And now you get to know this person and you're like, I really don't like this motherfucker. We were only together because we weren't around each other so much. Now that we're stuck and forced to be together, I can't do it. Oh, wow. That, that is crazy. It's crazy that that happens, you know what I'm saying, that you're with somebody until you really spend time with them. Mm -hmm. So it's like, do you feel like these couples and stuff weren't taking vacations or nothing? I'm like, what are y'all doing to where y'all not really around each other? I know you explained it, but I'm like, God damn, y'all got to have some time where y'all like just go get away for some time, you know, with each other. Well, I mean, and like I said, I'm very honest and transparent about my relationship for a while like i said my wife and i've been married 10 years now but for a while i was kind of scared to be alone with my wife when we went out because i know when we're out it's just like i want i want us to have fun but in my head i'm like all right well what do we do when we run out of shit to talk i mean we live together we got kids together all this other shit but when we're out what the fuck are we going to talk about when we're out you know we don't talk about everything in the house so I had to learn to get over that fear. And that's what a lot of couples, I feel, they don't do. When they go out, it's always in a group setting. It's never one-on-one. -on -one. So now when you get that one-on-one -on -one setting, it's just like, okay, you you know, you, you talk about other shit. You, you do what you got to do. You want to talk some extra dirty, freaky shit when you're out one-on-one, -on -one, you want to role play, you do, do whatever the fuck works for your relationship. But you got to be able to... To, to have that time and, and, and just talk about other shit. When you're out in the public with your with your significant other, don't talk about the kids. Don't talk about work. Talk about some other shit. You know, people people forget the same shit that you did to get her or him. 
It's sort of the same shit that you have to do to keep them, but you have to evolve it. You can't continue to talk about the same shit. Like my wife and I have been together 18 years. I can't talk about the same shit that we, you know, that, that we talked about in 2003 when we met. We can't. I mean, we can, but it, it better have evolved over these 18 years. If not, you're just going to be in that hamster wheel. You're going to hate to be around each other one-on-one -on -one in public. And that, you know, and that's why I think, you know, these couples don't really know each other because they, they're, when they go out, they're always in group settings. No, go out one-on-one, -on -one. go to a, go. And people don't think they have to spend a boatload of money. No, do something simple. I'm a simple ass dude. I like small shit. I don't need the big glitz and glamours. I don't need to go to Dubai and all that shit. For me, shit, take me, take me to PA. We go to Hershey Park, go to... <laughs> Go ride the roller coasters, go eat some candy, whatever the case is. I like little shit like that. Because for me, when you do shit like that for me, that means you put some thought into it. When you're doing that big shit, you just Google something, hit a button, this where we going. No, take me, you know, let's go to a bed and breakfast. Let's do some shit like that. It's, you know, you know, like, that means you know something. we need more simple people in the world because it's like, do you feel like people don't appreciate just the simple things because they're trying to keep up with the Joneses on social media? They see, oh, this couple going here. I want to go here. They want to keep up with all the damn couples on social media when in reality, you don't know what the hell is going on behind the scenes. So it's like, I feel like I feel it, but I know in reality, people out here, they want the big shit, which mm -hmm. it sucks. They need to just appreciate the small things because- what that person doing for you, somebody else ain't going to do for you. Yeah. And like I said, you know, I, I mean, and I'm 100% for real about this. I tell my wife that they can, you know, for me, I can get, give me, I told my wife, go to, if you want to do something for me, like she asked me what you want for your birthday, what you want for Father's Day and all that shit. I'll be honest, tell my wife, you know what I mean? Go to Walmart, whatever, get a, get some of that old school art paper, make me a card. I don't need you to buy me a card. I'm like, you buying a card, that's somebody else's thoughts that you're giving to me. Because I do that for my wife. I'll write her. I'm a I'm a writer at, a serious writer. I know you see, if you don't know if you see over my shoulder, I'm a published author too. So I write, write. So I'll write my wife a poem, get her a blank card or whatever, and I'll fill in the card. I'll write, you know, a poem or whatever just to express myself. But that's why I tell my wife, you know, I'll do that for her. Get some art paper. Make the big ass cards, you know, fuck Hallmark and all of them. I could do the shit too. I could get a piece of paper, you know, dress the shit up however I want to dress it up and, and give it to her. That's and, real. And, that is real. Ladies and gentlemen, please be creative in your relationships. Nothing. Get back to your relationship. Now we're going to go sports for a second. How did you marry a Cowboys fan? Being you like the damn Giants. <laughs> Like, I had to ask that, man. She she snuck that one in. I didn't, you know, because I don't, I don't, I personally don't know a lot of women that are into into sports like my wife is. That shit was, you know, that that's a, a extra turn on a bonus for me because I can really sit down with my wife and we could talk football. And my wife knows football. She may she doesn't know basketball as much, but football we could sit down. She can go through stats she could talk quarterback like i said she could talk all the shit about the cowboys but you know to me that that was a challenge i was trying to get her to switch over to the giants the shit didn't work but <laughs> you know but but it makes it interesting when they play 
you know, we, we have bets in the house. Like, you know, I lost the bet, you know, uh, Sunday when they played. Ooh, that was a beat down. I'm sorry, beat, dog. I was a beat They beat down. the shit out of us. You know what I mean? I lost that bet. And it was just, I had to suck it up. You know what I mean? She was like, this is what I want. <sighs> All right, cool. You know what I mean? I told her, I said, you got that one. You know, y'all played our JV squad. <laughs> so... Yeah. You know, but I mean, that it, it honestly makes it it makes it fun to you know when they play each other, we we always bet. So yeah. you know, and, and we go whatever whatever she wants or whatever I want. Oh, you lost that bet. I want this. You know, I want breakfast for the next two weeks or whatever the case is. I want flowers every day. Whatever it is, you know what I mean. But marrying the Cowboys fan was, was interesting. Yeah, I'm a see. I'm a Bucks fan, and I don't think I can marry a Cowboys fan because even I growing up in Florida, I know some Cowboys fans. They're even annoying. going to college at FAMU, I met some Cowboys fans from South Florida. I'm like, shouldn't you be a Dolphins fan? You a Cowboys fan? You from Fort Lauderdale, man? I like I said, even being like I said, me being a Bucks fan, I don't know if I could deal with Cowboys fan because Cowboys fans are just everywhere. And they swear Man. every year is their year. Now, this year they might have some uh, legit argument, but I don't know. I still think they're going to mess it up. But, but but the funny thing is we live in a, we live in a D.C. area. So, I mean, if you want to find a fan base that you despise, it's the Washington football team fans. They are some of the most arrogant, annoying-ass people you will ever meet, only because their team could suck their team sucks now. Oh, we still going to the playoffs. We still going to the Super Bowl. Nothing wrong with believing in your team, but they they will argue you down and say, "Oh, we we still going." No, your team sucks. You're not going to goddamn place. But you know, it it is what it is. At the end of the day. Yeah, agreed, agreed. And it's like even I was a Bucks fan before Tom Brady got here, so it's like you know what I. I knew damn well our team is just garbage. We ain't going nowhere. I remember one time I had a barbecue. The Falcons just beat the shit out of my books. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to pull this drink up and enjoy this chicken. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, I, I'm a loyal fan at that, you know? So I'm definitely going to be looking forward to week 11 when we got y'all on Monday Night Football. Man, they... <laughs> I don't know if um you man, your, all your boys going to be healthy or not by then. Definitely but, not. But they like I said, but I did not know Washington fans could be that delusional, you know, because they haven't won nothing in years. I told my, you know, I tell my wife, even with her team, I was like, you're a Cowboys fan. My wife is six years younger than me. And I tell her, in your lifetime, the Cowboys haven't really won shit. <laughs> I said, you were probably, I tell her, I said, what, you were like five, four or five, when the last time they won the Super Bowl. And same thing with, the, you know, with these Washington fans. They haven't won anything, I think, since 90... Three maybe, think, yeah, I think ninety three is somewhere in the nineties. I know they, it, it had to be when they beat the Bills. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just Washington province. They got the, they got ownership. They got the work. They got one of the worst owners. This stadium is crappy. I'm like, you need oh. a new stadium. I'm like, I'm, I'm saying to myself, I'm seeing sewage leaking out the stadium while fans are at the game. I'm like, y'all need a new stadium. They they need a new owner. They need a whole lot of new everything. It's just a like I say, it's a shitty stadium. Yes, I'm just like you know what I said. I may I may have my thoughts about Raymond James, but I said at least it ain't Washington Stadium because that yeah. mess is a dump. 
and then and they but these fans like i said i will give i will give the washington fans this they are very very loyal to their team they are very very loyal i don't i'm sure you know every team has that type of fan base but i, I swear outside of maybe the maybe the raiders i don't know if i know another fan base that is as loyal to their team as washington fans are to their team I would say the one team that maybe could um, make an argument is the Cleveland Browns fans because one yeah. time yeah. I was working at a hotel in downtown Tampa. The Browns were playing the Bucks, and I see I'm I'm last out I'm leaving work. I see all these Browns fans in the lobby and stuff. I'm like, damn, did all just the Cleveland Browns fans just come to Tampa today to see the the Browns get whooped on by the Bucks? <laughs> but that lets you know how, how serious Cleveland fans are because they. They lost their team, what, twice? And their yeah. fan base is still as big as it is now, you know, after losing their team twice. So that, you know, that just lets you know that they, they do have a really good fan base too. I respect it though, you know what I'm saying? I respect the fan base, you know what I'm saying? I respect I respect all the fans that stand by their teams no matter what. And I'm, but the one thing, no shape when your team's all of a sudden winning and all these new fans start appearing, I'm like, when the hell were you a Bucks fan? <laughs> Are you just a fan because of Tom Brady? Come on now. And that, that's all it is. Everybody likes to jump on the bandwagon. And that's why I laugh at people. I'm like, I've never left the Giants. I don't care how much they suck. I said I'm a Giants fan through and through. I've been a Giants fan since 80. I mean, I'm only 42. But my first, the first game I saw was... Um, when Lawrence Taylor was playing, I don't even remember who they were playing, but I've been a fan since then. Yeah. And I'm not gonna change. Like I said, I feel the same way about the Bucks. Um, I came on board when right when we had the popsicles right before we changed to the pewter red. You know what I'm saying? I, I remember when Brooks and Lynch um and Sap first got to the Bucks when Dungey was there. That's yeah. that's when my fandom started, you know what I'm saying? So it's and it's amazing to see that, but and I'm I'm kind of disappointed now that I heard all this stuff about John Gruden. I'm like, y'all really got rid of Tony Dungy and let this man win the Super Bowl? I'm like, now looking back at it, I'm like, God damn. Yeah, they, they took his name out the ring of honor and all yep, this. Yep, they done got rid of the statue of him and stuff. I'm like, all because they leaked some emails of his personal thoughts back when he wasn't even employed by the NFL. I'm like, wow. And I'm just like, this is amazing how racist this thing can be. But set a league that's seventy percent black. But if he sounds like that, you could imagine what the rest of these people sound like. Yeah, the the, the old owners, the the Jerry Joneses, and and the, I guess maybe the Glazers and, and shit like that. Because like I said, your mindset is gonna change. Mm -hmm. you, you you feel a certain way. You own a team, yes, but you feel how you feel about certain people. But mm -hmm. but. Back to your original point, the funny thing, even with the whole John Gruden shit, that I think a lot of people may gloss over. Everybody's mad at John Gruden when the whole thing came about because the DEA went to FedEx Field, which is where the Washington football team plays. This whole thing, they're investigating the Washington football team. How the hell did John Gruden, somebody that doesn't even play or work for the Washington football team, was the first person to get fired. Yeah, it makes you wonder. Oh, damn. That makes you wonder, like, what did what those people at Washington football team must have been working with under John Gruden? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. It, it, it's crazy. 
he's the scapegoat. I will say that I don't, I, I feel sorry for him. And then I don't feel sorry for him at the same time, because like I said, they're investigating a team that you, that you don't work for, that you've never worked for. And you're all the way in Vegas. They're here in DC, but you're the first one to get the boot when they're investigating the, the team in DC. Yeah, I did find that now that you bring that up, I do think that's kind of odd. I'm like, I know his brother coached for them, but I'm like, but that still don't make sense why your email has popped up. It's something, <laughs> something's fishy about that. It's crazy, but like, you know, it's the NFL. Who knows? Yes, who definitely knows? So what you got cooking up for the people? Because I know you just dropped the episode with the um with the ladies left. What you got coming up for the people on your podcast coming soon? Um, I'm working on a couple, couple new episodes. I have an episode that um that that I'm holding on to. I'm I'm trying to debate if I'm gonna drop it next week or not. I did an episode with um with uh what uh well, I can't think of the name right now. I'm just <laughs> drinking too much. <laughs> um, lamp. Oh, I can't think of the fucking name right off the top of my head. I have an episode with James Lamp. And um, Lampkin and uh, and Dell from the Man Cave, and that's probably gonna be the episode that I drop next week. But I'm working. I have an episode coming up that I'm doing with uh, So Problematic, and I'm trying to get a you know lock in on the schedule with um, with uh, Wine Time, uh, Barbie's Way, and uh, Rosie Perspective. You know the Tap In Tuesday group. I'm trying to yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get them on too. I'm trying to do all. I'm the same exact people you just mentioned. I'm trying to get them on. You know, what I'm saying I got, I got to try to get wine time on. Now, so problematic. I'm gonna be on their podcast later this month. So you know, what I'm saying it's nice to see we tapping in with the same people. So, lastly, why do people need to subscribe to the We Need to Talk 23 Pod? Why do people need to tap in and subscribe? I would say tap in and subscribe. If you know, if you want to hear hear real talking, it's you know, like I said, it's very open and honest conversation you know when i say that i suck at promoting my own self I, like i said i'm not i hate social media but i know i need it for what we do social media is very important so but i would say tap in you know if you want to hear that real conversation like i said I, re, I don't shy away from from anything but then i also don't talk about the low-hanging fruit you know what i mean when you if you come to my podcast you know you link in you subscribe Shoot me an email, DM, whatever the case is. I don't, like I said, hang, low-hanging fruit, I stay away from. You'll never come out here in the episode with me talking about Kevin Samuels, all that type shit. I don't, you know, I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about real shit going on in the world. Like, I am um, I have an episode that I did last season, uh, the Pride episode, where I had on uh, three people from the LGBTQ community just to hear their thoughts on stuff and also to educate myself and my listeners on on the shit you know not shit pardon me i've used the word you good you good no no i'm talking about to the people i want to buy say oh he thinks it's a joke no no no. when i say shit i'm just saying things where to you know just to educate myself on the things that that they're going through and how they feel so i'm we're actually working on a part two to the pride episode just to get on because one thing that came out of that episode that i did was even hearing from them, they were saying that they don't understand this this Gen Z generation and the LGBTQ community. So I'm trying to get someone on from, you know, the Gen Z 
and the transgender community to come on. So when I tell you I tap in and I talk about everything, I'm not running from it. I'm not opposed to it. I want everybody to come on, have a voice. You know, like I said, it does not matter. You know, I'll be honest and tell you, if a KKK member want to jump on, somebody from QAnon, whatever the case is, I will have them on. As long as it's a respectful conversation going both ways, you know, come on, we, we can have that conversation. So that's what That's I mean real. when I say I I have those conversations that a lot of people avoid. I'm here for it. Like I said, we can come on. You might not like my point of view. I might not like yours, whatever the case is. But like I said, we can keep it respectful. And, that, and that's what the platform is. And that's what I think people should tap in and hear. And like I said, I, I cover a lot of ground. Like you said in the beginning, for the ladies, Lear, for people that see them on the outside, And think, oh, those are the fun girls and all this other shit. But you listen to the last episode, this shit get deep. And, you know, we talk about some real shit. We're not just talking, you know, we're not just talking sex. Yes, we're drinking, but we're not just talking, <laughs> um, you know, getting drunk and all this type of shit. We're having real conversation. And when people come on my platform, that, you know, that's just what it is. We're going to have that real conversation and still have a good time doing it. That's real. That's real. And I can definitely agree with you on the ladies there because I done had them on Liquor Talk multiple times and we done had some real conversations with them ladies. So I can definitely agree with you there. But I want to thank you, Mr. Ringo, for coming on Liquor Talk and having a real conversation with me tonight. I do appreciate it. You just recovered from COVID and you came on anyway, you know what I'm saying? So I definitely appreciate it. But I'm I'm challenging you whenever you're ready to have me on. I might be in Florida, but I'm just a DM away. I hope you take me up on that, unlike some of these other podcasters, you know what I'm saying? Because you have some of them, I'm not going to name names, but some of them, will, will I'll have them on, and they I won't hear from them forever. So I'm whenever you're ready to have me on, let's do this. Oh, no, no. We, I'll, I'll definitely have you on. And I'm not one of the people that give lip service. If I tell you I'm going to have you on, we're going you know, to come on. Because my, my thing is, and what I've learned, because like I said, I'm only going into my second year. Well, not even my second year. I'm still in, within my first year of podcasting. I want people to see that I can work with anybody. Because for the most part, if you look at a lot of my episodes, you'll see Dale. You'll see Ladies Lear. And, and, you know, those, those same type of people, I bring in other people, but this, you know, with this season, I'm want to, I want to work with, with different podcasts just to, just, just to see, just so everyone can see that I can hold my own, talk to anybody, have anybody on, we can have the serious conversation. We can have the fun conversation. Like I said, you see my background, it's my bar. <laughs> so it's not, you know, we're not. sitting up here going through, you know, PBS or CNN or shit like that. We're going we're going to come on, we're going to have a good time, we're going to drink, we're going to chop it up. We yes, we're going to have that serious conversation, but we're going to have fun the same goddamn time. Yes, that's um, real, that's real. And it's like it's like me and you are like alike with the podcast, you know what I'm saying? Cuz that's why I have a whole bunch of you you see my color, you see that mm -hmm. it's every week it's somebody new, it's somebody yeah. different. So it's like I'm that same way. So Tap in with the both of us. I said once again, I do appreciate you for coming on. And I appreciate you, the listener, for listening to Look at Talk, surviving an hour with us. We done pulled up. I hope you're nice and lit right now. You know what I'm saying? But thank you. And go ahead and subscribe to both podcasts. If you're not subscribed on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts at. If you ain't subscribed and tapped in by now, consider your daddy a hoe. We out this thing. Good night, y'all. Good night.